a very good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Monday. It's a little bit after nine o'clock. Uh, my name is Graham. I'm here with my good friend Jason, and we're back with this week's episode of Tea and Tops. And it's nice to be back as a twosome. Uh, I missed last week due to horrific technical issues, which if you're a fan of my uh, card-breaking streams, you'll be certainly be familiar with my technical issues, uh, despite the fact that I uh, I work in software and IT and all that kind of stuff. I'm supposed to be good at these things. But, but there you go. We're back this week. Thanks so much to Jason for holding the fort. Uh, obviously, I had the interview with Rob last week. Really enjoyed the interview, Jason. It was a great show. It was a lot of fun. It was t- fun to talk to Rob, find out how the process worked, find out you know, what exactly is going on with grading. I don't know a whole lot about grading. I don't. We share a graded card, so that's the we extent do. of my it's grading true. experience. <laughs> so uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, I had, I had no idea what to expect to hear from him. And it was kind of a meandering chat with Rob, but it was a good one, and I really enjoyed talking to him. And, you know, looking forward to uh, probably sending a card or two down his way to, to give it a shot. Uh, I really like the HGA kind of uh, the custom logos. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, I've got a couple of cards. I, I think it might be the cool, the Project 70 cards and the Project 2020 cards you know, with the custom logo on that. Yeah, yeah, they are. That's the, the one thing I guess HJ have going for them is that, that kind of unique look. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, I have a few cards. I've been putting a lot of effort into my personal collection recently, trying to get myself organized. Um, I've apexed from being like a a high-end hunter and being a set builder um kind of out of nowhere really just sort of opening the boxes that i have sitting around the house and then suddenly decided yeah i'm going to build out these sets so um been working on my ginter base sets been working on my gypsy queen base sets but of course in the the course of opening boxes you come across the odd uh, the odd nugget and you think oh that'd be quite nice to get graded so yeah i think i'll be going through the process myself so i'll make a uh, it'll make a good show. I'll make some good content for a future episode. I think I'm going to take a shot. I think with CGC uh, and see how we get on. Uh, see how we get on grading with them. But uh, yeah, it'll be a fun learning experience. I think. So you mentioned you were going through your cards. Did you find any nuggets of uh, maybe a, a prospect that turned out to be uh, uh, a nobody at the time, then and now is uh, maybe a future star? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. So. In the, the process of building out the base sets, if you're opening boxes, always it's quite easy to get like duplicates. And I know a lot of set collectors. I think Glenn does this actually. Friend of the show, Glenn. He, if he's watching, he can probably confirm. But as well as building out the base set, they'll also build out the rookie set from that year and keep that as a separate thing. I think that might, might just be a Glenn thing. He collects the rookies as well. So yeah, so it's kind of interesting when you go back to like 2018, 2019 sets, and and even a little bit more recent until like 2020. You see, like you know, you go back through your cards and go, oh, actually, I've got like. 10 different Kyle Lewis rookie cards. And, you know, you, you forget what you tuck away in a drawer, you know, when you, you just open the old hobby box and you don't really, you know, I'm rubbish. I'm like fairly appalling it, keeping an index or a database of the cards that I own. So, yeah, going back through and sorting and, and putting them into order and sort of starting to keep a proper detailed record of what I have has been quite enjoyable. And, yeah, you do find the odd, the odd nugget. I find a few Manny Machado rookies and stuff floating around and, Nice. Uh, some yeah, some Tatis rookies and that kind of thing. So yeah, they'll get uh, they'll get stashed away for later days, and then my kids can they can they can trade them for some bubble gum in like twenty years time. <laughs> <or something. laughs> well, you know, we talk about Kevin Moss every so often, so we'll lose out. Friend of the uh, show, Kevin Moss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, big, uh, uh, you know, cup holders these days, but you know, it was fun collecting back then. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been kind of fun. I find the odd, uh, say the odd gem, and then and then you find some other things. Like, oh, so and so would like that card. So you start little piles for people as well, you know. And you, 
it's like a nice surprise just to sign some cards for the mail to some people because you know they'll appreciate them more than more than I will, you know. So any sort of tigers, uh, tigers duplicates that I have, so I'll put a little pile aside for Glenn. And at some point, I'll, I'll post a little care package out to Glenn with some tigers cards in it, and, you know, those kind of things. So it's quite fun, quite fun doing that, doing that for people as well. Um, I've been working on football cards. I think I've finally completed. I think I spoke on many episodes ago now about uh, how nice the Topps Chrome SPFL cards, the Scottish football cards, how nice they look this year. Uh, this is the first time at Topps I've done a Topps Chrome release, and I, I think I've finally completed the base set after like three or four months. Uh, so yeah, pretty chuffed at that. Uh, sold a, a Henrik Larson card. Henrik, for those uh, for those of you all famous Scottish football, Jason's glazing over right now. But I'll keep no, no, spot. I know. Yeah, but he's Swedish. I'm very aware of. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, yeah. he's Swedish. <laughs> Yeah, so a uh, uh, Henrik Larson out uh, orange uh, parallel number out of twenty five. I sold to a guy for like twenty five quid last night and stuff. So, yeah, it's 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 finding those kind of fun things. And when you finally find buyers for cards like that, it, it can be quite you know. Because I thought, oh, where am I going? What am I going to do? I'm probably going to end up putting on eBay, and then it's a faff and whatever else. But no, this guy was kind enough to fill out the last four needs for my base set, and I happened to clock he was a Celtic fan, so I asked if he wanted this card, and uh, he bit my hand off. So. Yeah, happy days. A bit of wheeling and dealing, a bit of trading going on. Try to try to fill out my base sets now, which is kind of cool. Like I say, it's a bit of a, a bit of a change for me. I was sort of uh, tracking down rookie autos and going for sort of slightly higher end stuff for a while, and then I've, I've kind of chilled on that. And uh, yeah, I've decided to, to become a bit of a set builder. So let's see how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, no. As a set builder, I love that. So you know, it's it's all about the chase of trying to find some random guy uh, as a common card that you don't want to pay a, a pound for because it's yeah, exactly, it's just yeah. a random yeah. card. You know, who's got this card there? So I think that was actually one of uh, interesting things about Rob, who was putting together the '86 Fleer basketball thing, and you know, mm. randomly come across somebody that might have a few cards to fill out the set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the fun thing about doing it through opening boxes as well is obviously you know. Depending on what it is, you're guaranteed a certain number of hits in these products. So you know you're st you're still pulling, you still got the chance of pulling like some quite nice cards as well. And well, you know while you're trying to fill out your base set there, and you're maybe not as fussed about inserts and whatever else. But you know to get a nice low number of parallels a boost, or or to pull a nice autograph card at the same time that you can maybe flip for a few quid to to offset the price of your boxes. You know it's uh, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I'm enjoying it. I promised myself uh, I wasn't going to start anything new until I catalogued everything that I have. And I've catalogued everything that I have. And now I look over at my shelves every night and I go, hmm, what am I going to open? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. So I had friend, friends visiting from the States and their kids do like baseball. And they saw the man cave and were like, this is the coolest thing ever. And of course they saw all my unopened wax and like, can we open some? And I was like, no, sorry, you cannot open these packs of cards. Uh, and luckily, I have some junk wax in here, and, and they, they open the cards up. And like, I've never heard of any of these guys. So I think the best card we pulled out was a Larry Walker card. So at least we had oh, a nice. Hall of Famer in there. But yeah, yeah. these kids were like, yeah, uh, they're from Houston. So like, there's no Jose Altuve. There's no Carlos Correa. There's no Alex Bregman. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, there is not. <laughs> no, none of that nonsense. No, screw those guys. They were out of my uh, 2021 uh, you know, UK set or UK box that I have there. And they wanted to open those up. And I was like, nope, those are not getting opened up for any time soon. So, uh, <laughs> but they were out of And I was kind of like, oh, I really want to help you guys out and open some cards. But they're traveling for another three months. And the last thing they need to do is carry out baseball cards. Around baseball cards that's true exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you, if you want to send them a box of UK edition for when they get home, I've still got two sitting on my shelf, so they're welcome to welcome to one of them. <laughs> yeah, but they'd be a bit confused, you know, like when you get that big bed card, you know, what are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> That's oh, but this is this is 2021, so it's not got any of those fun inserts like Big Ben. Or, right, okay. <laughs> or, or like a Queen relic or whatever it was. I can't remember. I some, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It has some pretty wild stuff in there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was like, look, I'll buy you guys some cards. And when you guys get back and you open them up, at least you have a place to store them and stuff like that there. So yeah. Um, they were really, really interested to see, you know, what I had, the cards. You know, they saw my Project 2020 and Project 70 cards. And they were like, oh, these are really cool because I, you know, I have the Kishore Otani. It looks like a Pokemon card. And I thought that was awesome. So it was just fun kind of sharing it with the kids and kind of see, yeah, there is a little audience for the younger generation and they are interested in cards. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Just a shame they're completely priced out of the hobby these days, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, his dad's a software developer. I'm sure he's not priced out of anything. So. <laughs> oh, more than likely not. Is he looking for a job? Because I'm hiring software developers. Like we can't get my hands on them quick enough. If you're a software developer and you would like a job, please reach out. <laughs> there you go. I might as well. I might as well do some recruiting while I'm here. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There you go. Well, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, it's nice to hear that the the kids were getting a kick out of uh, getting a kick out of seeing your uh, your substantial collection there. Um, so yeah, so it's been uh, a couple of weeks, I guess, since we did, or maybe three full weeks since we did a proper show because I was missing the action the week previous to Rob's interview as well. Um, so yeah, a little bit of ground to cover. So uh, we'll we'll be going through our normal discussion points tonight. I think looking at the new releases. Um, we have a replacement for Project 70 to talk about, which is fair. I know Jason's very excited about um, Of course. Of course, yeah. Uh, some NFT news, and we'll be talking about Bunt as well, because uh, there's been lots going on in all of those things. But yeah, starting with new releases, we were getting hyped in the last show about uh, 2022 Bowman, talking a lot about the price of it. So I think the last time we spoke, we uh, Hobby boxes were sitting about 500 bucks, or maybe just dipped under it and looking at about a thousand dollars for a jumbo hobby box. Um, so the product's been out for a couple of weeks now. Really good fun, really cool product. Lots of uh, lots of prospects in it that people are excited about. Lots of rookie cards that people are excited for as well, which is nice. Some wonders in there, Vidal Brujon, Dabek, you know, uh, Dabek. Um, I can't remember the Red Sox did that's embarrassing. Mummy Yankees, Duran, thank you, Duran Duran. Um, so yeah, prices have uh, cooled significantly. So I don't know if there's been a big pull out of it, and I haven't seen. But um, if you look around now, you can pick up hobby boxes for under three hundred dollars, and sort of about seven twenty for a jumbo. So um, a kind of sort of twenty five thirty percent drop in price since a week before launch. So I don't know what that says about price trends overall, but it's you know to get Bowman under three hundred bucks isn't all that bad. I don't think. Um, it's a box that you could buy and hold, and I think will continue to increase in value once, yeah, once you know the initial demand wears off. I mean, I've seen plenty of opened one of the major breakers in the states. I think as we're live at the minute, is opening their one hundredth case of Bowman. Uh, and, yeah, exactly, that's just one breaker. Uh, I think they're on case. What they were doing the last few days, they've done. Um, single breaks that have had five cases in one break. Uh, and I think it was like uh, random players are about 85 spots, $300 a spot. And they were just filling them like you wouldn't believe. So yeah, yeah, there you go. That's 
wild, like wild, wild kind of stuff. But but yeah, hundred cases in. Uh, like I say, and that's that's one breaker. Uh, I, I don't know what the other ones are doing, but so yeah, nice to see bombing out again. Um, I've opened one box so far. I think I've got a second break just about over the line as well. I'll probably fill that tonight, tomorrow. Uh, I think uh, so I've done a couple of hobby boxes. It's been pretty good. It's been pretty. It's been a fun product to rip. Um, talking of fun products, that was a big segue. I didn't even need a segue. Uh, <laughs> another release that's out, and I know you'll be excited for this one because it sort of crosses over uh, into bunt, the world of bunt. Um, but 2022 tops tribute is out, and like I say, if you're a a feverish bunt player you'll be familiar with the look of the cards um they look pretty awesome on bunt and they look pretty damn awesome in real life as well uh and they've seen some absolute monster cards put of it some seriously cool stuff um people hate on like you know single color patches and stuff like that the thing that differentiates tribute when you pull a single color patch is your i think it's i think it's one a box um but they have MLB, mlb authentication on them so you can you know for a fact they're game worn and they're authenticated by MLB with a hologram on. You can go on the website, look up the hologram, it'll tell you the game that the the, the item was was actually worn in. So that's super cool. Uh, like I say, it's a really good looking set this year. And um, base set's only a hundred cards, but you only get eighteen cards in a box. Uh, six boxes in a case, and a case will cost you about twenty seven hundred dollars. So. Uh, <laughs> Not a cheap product by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, like 18 cards for, I don't know what the maths on that is. I think it's about $450 a box. Um, but you get three on-card autographs and you get three relic cards as well. And like I say, you can get authenticated relics, not just like player-worn where they put on 62 jerseys one time and then they all got cut up. Um, like proper game-worn stuff. So really, really cool. Great-looking set um yeah for about 450 bucks 18 cards in the in the box so high end for sure but yeah i was like i was watching breaks for i'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like you have money burning in your pocket yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh, i just got promoted i've got i've, I've got adult money now <laughs> <laughs> but then i just had to pay a 500 pound gas bill so maybe not <laughs> yeah maybe maybe i'll ease off a bit that was three months worth of electricity and gas i hasten to add so uh, at, at current prices 450 quid i don't think was too bad for three months worth of electricity and gas but uh there you go there's the got some commentary on on current affairs my god we've gone like political I, I like tribute if i had the money i'd buy a case like i said I'd oh that's beautiful it. that's it's, so good cards are absolutely gorgeous this year yeah yeah let's split a case <laughs> anyway talking of high-end stuff um so that's what's come out so far panini diamond kings is out as well i know that the podcast entitled team tops but Panini diamond kings is a it's a kind of fun set um boxes coming in about 100 pounds um 96 cards in a box you get one autograph and one memorabilia card it's unlicensed obviously but um but yeah a pretty fun set it's usually quite popular every year uh so that's uh, another notable one that's out but coming this week we have bowman sterling so for the uninitiated bowman sterling has two cards uh in the box and a box will set you back right now on pre-order one thousand dollars so <laughs> everybody have fun with your two cards for a thousand bucks so uh, yeah, we could like <clears throat> all of a sudden tribute with 18 cards in its box for $450 looks like an absolute bargain. 
<laughs> so I'm assuming with the two cards, one of them is going to be like an auto or a patch or an auto patch or something like that. Or is it just straight? Uh, you don't know. Yeah. Um, to the top selling baseball delivers autograph relic cards from the best in the game, including current stars, retired legends, and the most collectible, collectible rookies. Master boxes. Oh, yeah, this was the selling thing. Uh, so you get two themed mini boxes containing an autograph relic card numbered to 25 or less, or a one of one relic card, or a one of one relic, sorry, or a one of one autograph relic card. So there you go. So each box, uh, each card is on a different theme. So the themes this year are Sterling Seasons, Sterling Strikes, Sterling Swings, Sterling Splendor, uh, Debuts. Uh, yeah, so all are, oh my God, oh, there's Bat Knob cards. Everybody loves a Bat Knob card. That's pretty cool. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen a couple of Bat Knob cards, cards that about. are really cool. Yeah, they are cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a Panini product, um, which does not almost exclusively bat knobs, but it's got a lot of bat knobs in it. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, off the top, uh, Leaf and Lumber or something? I can't remember what it's called. Something like that. Yeah, bat knob cards are really cool. But but yeah, there you go. $1,000 for two cards. So good luck, everybody. <laughs> go pay. Get a bat knob. <laughs> you might get a bat knob. <laughs> you might get a bat knob. Yeah, go pay 1000 bucks for some prospect who's going to, who will never make the majors. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's super fun times. So yeah, compare that to tribute eighteen cards at four hundred and fifty, and they're beautiful cards, and you're guaranteed six hits out of them. Um, yeah, I mean, ever uh, everything in 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 context, I suppose, right? That's not the right word, but uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like I said, it'd be cool because you know you see the players now with those cool stickers they have in their bat knobs. So there are some really fun ones out there. So I, I, you know, I could absolutely. I mean, I think uh, I remember like Matt Harvey having the Dark Knight ones that were really cool back in the day. Yeah, and it, it's, even though, even though they've just got like their number written, you know, on sh in Sharpie on the bottom of it or whatever, it's still pretty cool. You know, it makes it, it it makes it kind of obvious that it's you know proper if that's the right way of putting it. So, very, so does that mean you go, you go ask the equipment manager for an autograph because you could just go get a bat with a number on it? Sure. That would be. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I, I'm pretty sure they're all they're all uh, they're all hologram and stuff, so they can actually be uh, authenticated. You know, you if you're paying five hundred bucks for a card, you want some <laughs> some, <laughs> some sure guarantee. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's not like you know, bring, the, the Mets bad boys yes. going through the backyard with a <laughs> with a saw and kind of mop. <laughs> Yeah, that's them. true. Yeah, uh, come on, computer stuff. So there you go. There's one. If you switch, uh, put the screen sharing on. You build, uh, if you're watching live, if you're watching the, if you're listening to the recording, this is terrible content. But uh, so there you go. There's a Mike Trout autographed bat knob, uh, which is pretty cool. Babe Ruth cut signatures, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, there'll be some pretty good names in here. Some pretty cool things that you could pull, but. Yeah, a thousand bucks for a thousand bucks for two cards. You're, uh, yeah, you're really playing roulette right there. But <laughs> yep. if you have and a double, you, good luck. You're definitely hitting the DJ LeMayu card or the Shed Long Kong on that one. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's when you that's when you're crying in your soup. But if you you know if you if you can drop a grand on two baseball cards, I don't think you really care, do you? <laughs> no. But the point is, you're probably not just dropping a grand. You're probably buying at least a case of this stuff, right? Yep, yep, yep. that's uh, not not happening anytime soon. No, no, no. I'll watch some breaks and I'll 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 watch along with uh, with gusto uh, and enjoy other people's money being spent, not mine. 
Uh, so yeah, there we go. Uh, oh, last last bit of news um, for new releases. The 2022 Gypsy Queen checklist came out, so excitement is starting to build. Um, Gypsy Queen, a perennial favourite with me, certainly, uh, and in my groups and with the customers. Um, so yeah, looking forward to Gypsy Queen coming out, slated for the... Oh, I wrote it down. Why am I guessing when I wrote it down? The 20th, I've put, I don't think that's right. It's not due out this week, I think it's next week. Oh, now I'm going to have to double check. Um, maybe it is the 20th. What's well, the 20th? Friday. Oh, that would make sense if it was Friday. Seeing as tops have moved to Wednesday and Friday releases. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. 20th, 20th of May. So it's due out this coming Friday. That's exciting. There you go. That's you sorted for the weekend. Yes. Yeah. I need to, need to start working my contacts and get some pricing. Well, I know what I'm doing later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping because i'm tired <laughs> yes exactly that does sound pretty good tonight so yeah so there we go um like i say lots to cut lots of ground to cover on lots of things we've missed in three weeks where we've had a kind of a show and a half um and yeah another announcement that, that we missed i suppose but it's not that old so we can still be excited about it um the replacement for project 70 has been announced tops project 100 so, yep, so Tops dropped it about a week ago, said, all right, we kind of knew there's going to be something else out. We knew, you know, Project 70 was a, a complete blindsided after everyone spent their money on Project 2020 and said it wouldn't <laughs> happen again, and Project 70 happened. So we all knew Project 100 was going to happen at some point. You were not going to, Tops was not going to not have this cash cow still going. <laughs> like, uh, backlash was uh, what you would think it would be. Everyone hates it. No one knows what it is. <laughs> How can they hate it already? <laughs> the, the backlash of people because they're still waiting on a couple of people were still waiting for cards. So they're like, look, I'm not interested in whatever it is there. Like this one was run terribly. Artists fell out. We never had 120 cards set. They were just upset with the whole, all everything went, you know, it was a two card. It was a three card. There was a five card with an eight card drop. Uh, yeah, I think people were like, look, if, you know what, if we can do something that's maybe two cards a week for the next 20 weeks, sure, or five cards a week for 20 weeks, that's doable. But, you know, when they're, you know, trying to push it through the line over the last couple of weeks, it was just too much for people. And people were like, I'm done. So we don't know anything about it. They, they announced five of the artists, and it might be five, might be ten. Everyone's speculating on who the artists are or who maybe who else is there. Uh, Lauren Taylor's not in. Alex Pardee's not said much. Erms has been quiet. So I don't think it's any of the usual suspects. So the five confirmed artists that we have so far is Malik Roberts, John Geiger, who apparently is a hot topic. He likes to copy things. And then put his own spin on it. So oh, uh, that was a lot of backlash on that. And I'll get some more information on these artists as we as we find out more. Um, it's been a busy time, so I had a chance to go find out more about them. Um, uh, an artist called No P Pattern uh, Demsky or Demsky, uh, who is a street artist based in Spain. So I'm very curious to see what's going to come out from him. If he's an American guy or is a Spanish guy. Or, uh, you know, an English guy happened to be out there. I mean, who knows? So uh, Barcelona is quite a hot spot for graffiti artists there. So uh, I'm definitely going to go dive into more about this, find out more. And the last one is Andre Power, who is like a DJ. So 
Who knows? Well, I mean, we we didn't know anything about Alex Pardee. He became the, the the hottest artist out there. You know, um, could be interesting. Might not. Everyone's speculating that will be some Wander Franco cards because everyone wants Wander Franco. No, of course there will be. So we're going to get a million Wander Franco cards. We're going to get a million J Rod cards. We're going to get. Okay with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My wallet might have but I'm okay with that. <laughs> we'll get a million Jaron Duran cards. We'll get, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm desperately Googling, trying to find information. Anytime I Google Tops Project 100, all you get is um, card number 100 from Project 70. Yep. Project nope, 20, there, sorry, which was Mike Trout, the one of the Mike Trout cards. Jameson there. Mike Trout, there you go. Everyone's tight-lipped. There's no leaks about it. They, they announced it last week. So I've actually sent my notifications from on Twitter on Tops to let me know if there's any stuff come out. Because they said they they leaked it and kind of was felt like a really kind of like Alex Party hype video. Uh, it was just the kind of foreboding music they used, and then um, said, "All right, we'll announce some artists on Friday." They did a little thing on who the artists are, and that's all we know. Uh, I'm, I've I've looked. My contacts, I've asked them. They've heard nothing. Lauren Taylor was uh, annoyed by everyone asking her if she was still involved. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. That's funny. Yeah, she, she's, you know, because, you know, all these artists, you know, the DMs are open. So people will just go, hey, are you on this? Are you not on this? She has a set coming out from Tops. It should be out shortly. She was putting the finishing touches on the cards, I think, before she left for Barcelona to go uh, do her thing out there for a few weeks. So there'll be some Lauren Taylor cards, but yeah, none of the artists know what's going on. I think most artists are burnt out from the grind of trying to produce 20 cards and basically every two to three weeks. Um, so, yeah. um, so, you know, well, hopefully there'll be more information. I'm all in on it. <laughs> as much as my wallet says, no, I'll, I'll probably <laughs> still be, I, I like it. Like the art cards are my jam. So, uh, you know, we're, we're in a, a uh, a chat group with a lot of some of the industry people that are some big names in there and they all hate it and <laughs> it's like i like it i like art cards it's it's my jam um yeah, and, yeah most people are just like here we go again it's kind of funny how you but but then you were early on it last time as well and and then people gradually want it so yeah i think exactly uh, i think just to completely Third write it off like that. Yeah, man, exactly. And just to completely write something off like that is kind of like, right, learn your lesson. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, right, I'm sort of scrolling through Topps' Twitter feed at the moment. So there's 20 artists in total going to be involved in this. Right. Um, uh, and yeah, like I say, they've sort of... I saw a tweet when I did a search that's now not appearing in their timeline, so I don't know what's going on, but... So, yep, and then they also put it in season one, so they clearly continue to plan to season keep one. this going. Yeah. So, um, and the funny thing was is that for Star Wars Day, Blake Jameson and uh, Brittany Palmer produced Star Wars cards, and people still ate those up. You know, and so they, right? you know, yeah, they still had over uh, print runs of over a thousand each. I think one was close to even two thousand. They're, they're Star Wars cards. They were pretty cool, you know. They were, you know, Blake's style card, and you know, I, I, I was tempted to buy some, but you could only buy them singles. <laughs> you couldn't buy like a two pack or a four pack to make it cheaper. I, you know, if they had that option, I probably would have bought some just because I like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so, 
yeah, so I think the usual suspects are gone. I think, you know, I mean, F-Tops already said he was done with Tops. You know, he was moving on to a bigger project with, like, Nike and, and stuff like that. I mean, he did something with uh, the New York Knicks recently. Chuck Styles had, uh, uh, was, it was a, a giveaway day with the White Sox where he designed a shirt for them. So they've gone on to bigger and better things. You know, you can only work with Tops for so long before you uh, probably get burnt out and, and, you know, with the demands and, um, the real interesting thing is the, these cards are all going to be signed up by Major League Baseball and the Major League Players Association. So I think that was the, the hang-up with all the artists doing the cards was they'd submit a card and top, top say, here's the card to MLB. They say, yeah, great. And then we would go to Major League Baseball Players Association and be like, nope, nope, can't use that one, can't like that. Um, I know uh, Jonas never had multiple cards get you know, knock back because of that thing there. So, so it looks like they're all working in partnership. Everyone should get cards they want. Let's hope so. I mean, it can, it can only get better. Uh, maybe, I mean, whenever top, whenever tops does anything remotely half decent now, people go, Oh, that's the fanatics effect. That's the fanatics effect because fanatics on them now. So let's see, let's see if there's a fanatics effect. Maybe there will be, uh, I seem to recall sitting at the start of Project 70 going, this couldn't possibly be as bad as Project 2020. I'm sure it'll all be fine now. And then ended up looking like a complete chaddy. So <laughs> I'm going to make the same bold prediction again. Uh, and yeah, let's hope they've learned the lessons from the first two projects. And maybe with a bit of Fanatics influence, things will be a touch smoother. But yeah, um, so 20 renowned artists, as, as what it says in, in the trailer for... And then, like you said, they've announced five of the artists as, quote, series one, unquote. So, um, yeah, let's see let's see what happens. I guess we can assume, maybe we can assume 20 artists. Uh, well, we can assume 20 artists because it said that. That's not what I meant to say. Maybe we can assume four seasons, uh, five artists doing five cards per season. That's kind uh, of awesome. Everyone's kind of speculating. They're saying that 100 cards set for one season, that's doable. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Let's see. Let's see what happens, shall we? Yep. So, of course, I'll be all over this. I'll be, you know, putting them in the shop as per usual. Um, and I'll, I'll be talking your ear off about them. And so I'm hoping that they are as cool as the rest of the cards are. Uh, I, I had yeah. some uh, good times looking at my old cards going, yeah, that's a pretty awesome card. I still love this thing. Yeah, I'll pick one. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go through the artists and I'll, I'll find something that I'm that I'm interested in. Maybe one a season or something. I'm not going to try and do a set or anything silly, but um, yeah, I, I want to find I'll find more cool art stuff. So then, then I can sound interesting at nights out and that. <laughs> yes, I, I found this really cool I, artist. You know? I know art. Yeah, yes. So funny. <laughs> so I had a Someone was telling about the conversation they had with somebody, uh, and they were uh, talking about Alex Pardee, and, and the guy had no idea that he was doing baseball cards there, so he was showing all the pictures of the cards in his collection, and ended up chatting for a while because this guy was a baseball card fan and was buying all Alex Pardee cards, and this guy liked his art and had no idea that the cards existed. So Yeah, there we go. I wasn't some asshole who's punching holes in them, was I? <laughs> no, that's not that guy. Although, uh, we, we, we might get him on the show, so I'm working on that. <laughs> oh man, that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, Graham's taking a week off again. <laughs> uh, that could be kind of funny. It's, it's not you, is it? <laughs> yeah, so maybe it is. No, no, I'm not that clever. I don't have such good taste in rugs. 
So yeah, well, Project One Hundred. Let's go. Let's let's uh, let's not be negative, Nellie. Let's be excited about it. Let's let's hope uh, they bring us some cool stuff. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the format is. And like, like I say, I think we can kind of assume five artists doing five cards each uh, for each of the seasons. That seems like it would make sense. So uh, yeah, let's wait and see. Um, hopefully, they bring us some cool things. Um, so yeah, uh, talking of tops online stuff, tops now. Uh, something pretty cool is happening today on Tops Now. So if you're listening live or watching us on YouTube in the next sort of 15 hours or so, um, Albert Pujols has a Tops Now card today as a pitcher. Uh, and I think it could be the one and only time he gets a card as a pitcher. So yeah, go grab your Albert Pujols Tops Now pitcher cards while you can still get them. Uh, that's a pretty cool thing to uh, to commemorate, I think. Uh, yeah, they're available now. Like everything else on Tops now, they're only available for 24 hours. So if that sounds interesting, you've got some Tops points maybe you want to burn, uh, go grab some. It could be a fun do card. They, to keep. Do, do they have a, the Pirates card by chance? Because there was a no-hitter last night, and they lost. Oh, my days. Yeah, funny how nobody's celebrating that no-hitter, right? Is, no, no. Is well, since they threw the no-hitter, and the Pirates won, uh, despite not yeah. having it. So, all right, first off, that really sums up the red season so far, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> they they, they no-hit a team and lose. Now, I, I assume it doesn't count as an actual no-hitter because they only went eight because obviously they didn't get – they were the away team, so the home team didn't have to bat in the bottom of the ninth because they, they were already up by one. So they threw eight no-hit innings and lost. Um, so I guess technically it's not a no-hitter because it wasn't nine no-hit innings. And plus, you're probably not going to celebrate it because it was in a loss. Yeah, exactly. It's not going on the CV to say, look, I threw no hitter, but I lost. <laughs> <laughs> the mad thing about it, right? So what, what are the dudes who threw it, Hunter Green, has been like a fire prospect for, I don't know, it feels like as long as I've been... 2017, and he was a draft pick in 2017. Yeah, like, it feels like for as long as I've been retailing. So since 2018, four years we've been doing this now, Um he's been like a fire prospect and suddenly he comes up, he's got rookie cards this year because of course he has as if season two, as if the late release later in the year release product wasn't going to be expensive enough. Hunter Green goes out and throws 7.1 no hit innings. Uh, well, <laughs> but you know, it could only be what, what are starters on now? Like their third or fourth starts maybe. So yeah, watch out for him. Uh, he could be uh studly. Uh, I mean, Google tops now. Yeah, that's a hell of a thing. Um, I think it's happened six times before or something. I seem to recall, I skim read about it, and I think it's only happened six times before where there's been a no hitter and they've lost. Yeah, or no, that's not true. Happen. No, a, a team's won, a team's won without getting a hit, which is slightly different, but really, yeah, really, really strange. Yeah, fielder's choice, I think it was. So they must well, have the bases loaded. They walked the bases loaded in the fielder's choice to get the double play, but, you know, they didn't. They booted it. Yeah. Ah, gee whiz. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I said it happens, like, you know, once, once every like, 20, 30 years. So, you know, yeah. okay. I mean, that's crazy. That's That one is that one is crazy, though. Uh, I'm desperate to try to find and see if they've put anything on there. Well, I, I can't imagine they would. It would be one of those uh, unfortunate incidents to happen. And you kind of go, okay, well, we really can't commemorate that there. But yeah, it was uh, Hunter Green. Like I said, it's been a prospect for a long time. 
uh, was a high, he was either number one overall pick or at least the top three pick um, and was a high schooler. And they weren't sure if he projected better as a, as an outfielder or as a pitcher. So glad to see he's still pitching and pitching well. Yeah. So there we go. There is, uh, there's actually two cards. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates card number 181, uh, the sixth team in MLB history to win it, to win a game without a hit. Uh, so that's available today for the next 21 hours and 22 minutes. And there is a Reds card as well, and it is a Hunter Green card. Uh, I'll quickly get the description on it. Card number 182, which makes sense because it's right after the other one. Uh, rookie carries no hitter into the eighth. So they're not mentioning the fact that they lost the game. Uh, but yeah, uh, there you go. He took a, a, a no hitter into the eighth inning. Uh, quickly check the back of the card. In a wild afternoon in Pittsburgh, Cincinnati Reds rookie hurler Hunter Green carries a no hitter into the eighth of yesterday's meeting with the Pirates. Green stuck out nine, struck out nine batters over the course of his seven and one third innings in the mound, proving he has the metal to pitch for the best in MLB, despite the sour result. <laughs> That's an understatement. Uh, Reds fans rejoiced over Green's stellar performance. So there you go. There's a couple of cards commemorating, uh, commemorating it. So, yeah, quite a fun day for Tops Now cards. So, yeah, you've got about 21 and a half hours to go pick those up if you're interested in it. Um, this seems to be a, a hot thing right now. Everyone seems to talk about tops now. So I think yeah, man, there's a really J Rod for yesterday. Oh right, uh, I haven't checked. I see now. Now, you, now you've changed your tune. Oh, this is it. I got those tops now points somewhere. That's it. <laughs> Pass it. Uh, hang on. Makes impact with first career four hit game. There you go. So oh, commemorating his first career four hit game in a tops now card. Yep, unfortunately, it was Mariners are playing in New York, playing the Mets this weekend. Didn't get a chance to watch any of the games, uh, despite the fact it was at friendly times for me, and uh, I'm a bit gutted about that. But uh, next time, next road trip there. So, and, and hey, you know, we, we even I think we won two or three against the Mets, which had one of the best wow. rounds in baseball. You so. mean the 2022 World Series champion New York Mets, as every New York Mets fan in the UK <laughs> seems to think? <laughs> the injuries will pile up at some point, so they're still cursed. Yeah, man, of course they will. Yeah. Yeah, they ain't going nowhere. Come at me, Mets fans. I've got all day for you. Uh. <laughs> but it was, right. So speaking of that game, they sent Jared Kilnick down before he went down there. He was struggling badly, Ben, in a buck, a buck oh. 30. And uh, I think they, uh, they sent him to AAA before they went to New York, so the New York fans would the boom for, for <laughs> you know, the trade. So I think it was just a coincidence he went down at the same time uh, they, they started the road trip to New York. So. Uh, that, yeah, that's when players start feeling their hamstrings and stuff, right? You know, before, oh, we're waiting, oh, you know, coach, I've, oh, I've been carrying a thing and maybe I should, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that happened a lot against Randy Johnson. Like, you know, like my elbow kind of hurts today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not really feeling it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling a bit jippy. Yeah. Yeah, and that was just the seagulls. That wasn't even the player. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would right. be a cool top now card. Like, I would have bought that card, no doubt. I'm surprised they haven't done it in a throwback because they're doing throwback Thursday or throwback cards now as tops now tops now cards as well. So you might find it whatever whatever the date was. Just watch any baseball game. Is it still a highlight between? And it, this this shows you how little MLB TV I've watched this year. But is it still one of the recycled highlights they show during every break in every game on MLB TV? 
you're, you're not missing much. Like the only one that they've really still recycled through is the Derek Jeter grab from you know and throws out Giambi at home plate. Like that's still oh, playing. Okay. Like, yeah. like it comes on and that's just etched in my brain. Of, you know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it was and, a, and then well, otherwise it was like, a great play. Oh, <laughs> I was in a good mood for a while. Here. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I'll take that over to the Bo Jackson five-hour energy. Like, if if you watch oh, yeah, MLB wow, TV yeah. in, the, in the late 2000s, like, that, that, that was, was like 2019. Yeah, that was still pretty recent, though. It was like 2019. Was it still recent? Yeah, it was pretty recent. Maybe it was. I'm Bo Jackson. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Googling it as we speak. Oh, no, no, I want to know. Because yeah, that uh, was just uh, over and over again. They had no ads yet. They hadn't started doing the highlights, and and you either got a blank screen or you got the Bo Jackson five hundred energy commercial. Yeah, over and over again. It looks like the commercial debuted in twenty thirteen. So okay, so yeah, so it was nine years ago. Yeah, anytime after that, I guess is when it could be recycled on MLB TV. But yeah, every flipping break, man. No, here's here's ball. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fucking five hour energy. Where's the mute button? I can't turn this <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I wasn't a good mood until you brought up Bo Jackson and he's yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm gonna find that theme song and it's sending it away so you just complain. Yeah. Oh, I've got the video queued up. I'll go back and watch it just for old time's sake once we're done with the show, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll get we'll need to get them on as a sponsor and then we'll we can we can play the ad in between. Ooh, in between segments, that, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, we'll be all professional. I was like, all right, this is now a tea break sponsored by Bo, Bo Jackson's Five Hour. Oh, a tea break! My God, you even got a cool name for our commercial breaks. I love it. A tea break, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to get sponsored by Kit Kat or something, you know, or like oh, custard yeah. creams. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would we'll be work nice on that. Yeah, we're, I'm on it. We're working on that one. We're on it. Yeah, we'll be we'll be the second UK-based baseball theme podcast to announce a commercial agreement this week. Uh, yeah, for the, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Batflips and Nerds seem to have partnered up with uh, Breaking Tea. I'm actually wearing a Breaking Tea tea tonight. How funny is that? That you bought for me. Uh, and yeah, they have a discount code for ten percent off. So go and check out our good friends actually at Batflips and Nerds if you're after some. Rather cool baseball merch, like I have my Para Shark one. They'll hook you up with a ten percent discount code, and then you pay about a million dollars for shipping. But that's not their fault. That's for uh, it's Breaking T's fault. <clears throat> anyway, that's enough of plugging our competition. Moving on then to NFTs. Uh, let's talk about NFTs. And isn't the world of we'll we'll, we'll preface this with. Um, we don't give out financial advice on this show. We never have, and we never will, because crypto is in the toilet right now. So this is not advice. This is commentary. And I feel like we're going to have to go back through our back catalog of uh, of podcasts and put on disclaimers to say that we, we do not give advice on this show about NFTs or crypto or anything, because golly, it's rough out there right now. And talking of rough, uh, Tops 2022 Series 2 Baseball or no, it's just it's just call it series two. It's not twenty twenty two. So top series two baseball NFTs were supposed to launch two weeks past Thursday. Uh, I've spoken about well, I can't get my damn money out of this platform anyway, so I might as well reinvest it in packs and we'll see what happens. 
So I was sitting waiting at 6 p.m. on Thursday, uh, two Thursdays ago. Uh, I can't know what the date was, doesn't matter. Waiting for, waiting for it to come out, and lo and behold, my phone lights up with pings from Discord and pings from their Twitter account saying, oh, um, we've actually got a problem again um, but with our minting this time, and we don't know how long it's going to take. And it's, <laughs> my God, really? I think tops are still batting triple donuts on successful I, NFT launches. I was going to say they're betting a thousand on failure rate. <laughs> no, but yeah, there you go. That's a much better way of putting it. They are they are batting a thousand on <laughs> batting a thousand on fucking it up. Uh, so yeah, another absolute shambles of a launch. Uh, so it turns out there was an issue with the minting of the NFTs. Uh, they announced it on their Discord and their Twitter. I think about thirty minutes before the drop was due to go live, and it ended up being delayed by an entire week. Uh, and then eventually released a week past Thursday to not very much fanfare, and there are still plenty of both premium and standard packs available as of, well, an hour ago, like 15, ago, yeah. 15 minutes before the start of the show, I went and looked to see how much was there. Uh, and there's still around, I, I mean, less than 2,000 of each pack is available, but for, but for there are still to be 2,000 premium packs, at, uh, like 10 days, excuse me, 10 days after launch. That's wild. I mean, we've gone from the first release that was done on Wax.io, which was a fight to get, and you were lucky to get them. And they went, they started, uh, they bought them at a hundred bucks a pack, and literally hours later, they were trading for a thousand dollars a pack. Uh, whereas my how things have have just a complete one hundred and eighty degree turn, uh, and here we are, ten days later, and there's still around about 2,000 premium packs and the same number of standard packs available for people to buy. And standard packs are only 20 bucks. Um, whether that's a, a reflection on how the underlying crypto market is, people are skeptical, people are scared. I don't really know. Their, 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 their launch timing was obviously pretty bad or if it's just a general right tops. We've had enough of this now because it's, it's a bit rubbish. Um, it's probably a little bit of both. Do you think it's a bit because you can actually get your money out? So it's like, all right, I put in a thousand dollars in this, and I want to sell it, but I actually can't even get my money out of these things there. Because like I said, I mean, the flippers are crazy; they flip anything their hands on. So if you can't mm, yeah. flip it. What's the point? Well, I mean, if if you're in, <clears throat> excuse me, if if you're in the U.S., you can. That's the thing, right? But oh, it's only okay. only if you're in the U.S. The only way you can get your money out is if you've got a U.S. bank account. Um, so if you're in the states it's fine and i guess that's what's powering the majority of the market but it doesn't it doesn't feel like a, a, an apples to apples comparison if we wanted to compare it to the first drop on wax but um there's no doubt that if more people could access the platform fully they wouldn't they would, they would there would be much less of a demand problem because i would have bought more like i still might uh, I'd kind of like the price to come down if they're not shifting them 10 days after launch and they've still got about 2,000 of each pack still available, especially with the premiums at 150 bucks. I'd like to see a price cut and then I'd probably buy. If they, if they brought that price down to like 125, then I'd be more I'd be more excited to buy it than I would be at 150. Like, you know, you're guaranteed one super rare card, but in, in the context of things, what does that mean? You know, if I get a super rare shed long, it's like, I'm a, a, a fuss. I mean, it's still fine to have a, a super rare card or whatever else, but and that's cool on Bunt because Bunt doesn't cost us anything unless you're Jason and you buy lots of stuff for tribute. But we'll come to that. 
as, as, a, spoiler, as a spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think when you have to spend money to get these things, it's, it's obviously a different, it's a different prospect, right? So yeah, I'm still on the, I'm still on the fence. I said I was going to turn my balance into packs, and I haven't done it yet. But that that's because it really feels now like if I, I would just be throwing that money away. It's like, well, I might as well keep it now and wait and see either what happens with the crypto market or you or you go mad and you buy the dip. Uh, but this is where it's interesting because if you can't convert, the thing that's really missing, the thing that's stopping me doing it is because you can't convert your dollars balance on topsnfts.com. You can't convert it to the underlying avalanche token that powers the platform. You can only put money in and take money out in dollars. The difference in being with the Wax platform was you made your investment, you bought your, you bought in like your $150 a pack, wherever it was, but then that value got converted to Wax, Wax P, and you technically made your purchase with Wax P. And then, of course, you could trade off the value of the Wax as well as the value of the, of the NFT itself. Uh, so it was, it was like a, 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 two, a, a two-pronged attack you had on the market there. Uh, with Tops NFTs, you don't have that. All you have is the value of the NFT, and you buy in in dollars and you trade out in dollars. You can't actually convert your dollar balance to the underlying crypto token, and that's ridiculous for an NFT platform. Uh, so I think if I had that, you probably would invest now because I assume, like every other crypto, the value of of uh, Avalanche has gone to the floor. So you're so you're buying the dip now trading with your NFTs, opening your packs and having fun, hoping that the value of the underlying token comes up and that pushes the whole value of the market up again. But of course you can't do that because you're just buying and trading the straight dollars. So there's another one that puts me off. But there you go. If you fancy having a dabble and you don't mind either losing your money, not losing your money, that's unfair. You don't, you don't mind not having access to your money or you have an outlet to sell these things outside of their platform, I mean, you could sell them on eBay, you could sell them in Facebook groups and stuff, I guess, uh, then go for it. There's still plenty Series 2 Tops NFTs available right now on topsnfts.com. Just, this is not financial advice. <laughs> and remember, if you put your money in, you can't get it out very easily, uh, if at all. So there you go. Um, good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, If that's your thing, go for it. Like I said, if you've got money to burn, why not? Yeah, yeah. I know for a fact it's put a lot of the UK NFT collectors off. Like that platform just puts them off because they can't get stuff out of it. So why bother? Yeah, totally why agree. Bother? Yeah. All right, more digital goodness. And as I have alluded to, Jason's been spending his money, but not on tribute. I was wrong. No, not on tribute. I did, I did spend money on Inception. And I did spend money on the 1987 set because I just could not pass it up. So uh, a couple of big drops. We will get to the the big news on who gets the iconic Shohei Otani 39 count Otani card, and we'll do that there. Uh, so thank you to everyone in the group who helped uh, work that. It was three weeks of a lot of crafting, a lot of opening packs, and uh, we we got there at the end. I, I think I counted. I made somewhere in the range of 550 trades during that three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I made a lot of trades, yeah. and but at the same time, I finished off the first Inception series one. I finished off Inception, and that's all the way through super rares. I didn't get any comics of that. I finished off all the rares in Inception series two, and I finished off all the mystic ones of the rares there. So I was literally trading two for one the whole time and got all my sets done. It was brilliant. 
but I, that's some that is some good work. That is some good work. That's a lot of hard work and a lot of good work. So, so it was a lot of fun. So, um, I, yeah, my wife's very glad. Like, it's no longer an event. <laughs> I have to stare at my phone every hour for about ten minutes yeah. or on multiple devices, <laughs> going like this, it's like that. Uh, and and uh, I've been welcomed back into the family. <laughs> so they talk to me again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We wait. Your kids are all grown up now. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're driving. I think one's going to be married. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, but you know, I really enjoyed the event. I didn't care. I didn't think heritage cards were that great. The base set I thought was terrible. I think uh, and and the super uh, super rares with the red they weren't that great there. But I thought like the auto patches, uh, the relic cards, those were super cool. I had a lot of fun, you know, tracing those. Um, the iconics was a lot of fun there. I um, I think I hit well. I think I think I hit five iconics and then traded for the rest so um you know for those who hit more than that congratulations you guys you did better than us you beat the odds so beat the odds um, yeah man so i i really enjoyed the heritage event as well and i wasn't i wasn't full bore at it until maybe the last sort of 10 days and then even then i wasn't at the stage that i was at with tribute last year where it was like setting constant one hour reminders so i could go on and uh, and and you know quickly complete the event to get my tribute cards and then move on. But I was certainly far more involved in the last ten days than I had been in through the rest of the the event. So probably like the last sort of third of the event, I guess I was quite dedicated to it. So again, yeah, three accounts, three devices, uh, multiple times a day. I'll say I probably completed it maybe twenty five times a day across the three across the three accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, for at least the last 10 days, and yeah, not a single iconic, <laughs> not one, not even a snifter. Uh, so yeah, that was that was that was infuriating a little bit, uh, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, it was fun, it was, like I said, I, it was fun. It was, I had a lot of time, you know, uh, trading with people, and you know, I, I ended up. You know, we, we might have a future guest that I made out of this from the guys I traded with quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I really enjoyed the event. It was a lot of fun. And I, by the time it was all done, I was like, what am I going to do with my 57 Ronald Acuna cards? <laughs> um, and, and then Trippia came along and solved the problem. Absolutely. So yes, you have to craft 50 cards there. Uh, I'm really enjoying the, the tribute one. I've already finished all the rares except for like two of the autos i'm still chasing so i, I was so you haven't actually chasing. seen your kids again you filthy no one. no that's not true so i uh, <laughs> uh i'm not collecting the uh the emerald base one so everyone's buying the emerald base right now because it's one point times there and so if you're playing the events which i'm not playing the events this year because i don't have the time people are buying so you can basically trade those from there so uh i you know i i went on right from the start said there's no way i'm putting a 300 card set together that's going to take too much time and effort and i don't know if i have enough cards to actually uh craft to do it and so mm. uh I immediately went and started trading for any of all the rest of the cards there so i think i've opened maybe 10 packs and the rest of them was all through trades and then i was started once that was filled up i started doing three for one so three uh, uh three rares for uh, super rares so that's the next set i'm working on <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good way to it though i mean yeah. so i saw the crafting thing i was like oh well, that's fine it's a good way of getting rid of all my duplicates 
So I've got rid of all my uncommon duplicates now. So that's 18 months worth of dupes. I think I crafted out about 1,700 cards um, in total. And I think, I, I think I've got, pretty sure I had 37 of like the special emeralds out of the 100 by that point. And it was only after, so I traded them all out and I was like, right, I might as well. There's no point in keeping duplicate cards. Right? I'm not fussed about my collection score and all that kind of stuff. I don't really care. Um, crafted them all out and I was like, well, hopefully I've made a pretty good dent in it. And to have, only, to have barely done a third of it after crafting out like 1,700 cards, it's like, right, okay, screw this. So, so yeah, look, they'll be good. They'll be good trade bait. And maybe trade them just for some for some tribute base and try and build out the base set or something. I mean, the complete tribute set is like 990 cards or something. Which is, it's, it's absolutely dude, To get that in three weeks, that's wild. But even then, there's like the, uh, somebody who was recently admitted to the uh, to our Bunt group, uh, and he's got like, I don't know, about a dozen Iconics he was trying to sell and stuff like that. So, you know, people are people are, are big dick swinging at it, obviously. And, uh if you, you have know, the money to spend on it, absolutely. You know, I, yeah. I, I've, I've talked to a couple of the big dogs out there that have, you know, collection scores, you know, over a half million and a million there because, you know, they'll have duplicates and triplets cards and you might have something to offer them. <laughs> Some of them have been really nice. Some of them not so nice. <laughs> so they just yeah. move you around because you, <laughs> you want my cards. Great. It's like, all right, you got to pay two for one. Like, well, no, I'll just find someone else that will trade with me. But, uh, um, you know, these people that spend, I don't know, Forty, fifty dollars a week on it. I mean, that's wild. You know, I I was excited when the eighty-seven tops came out. It's like, all right, I'll spend my six pounds for this. I really want to see if I can get something. <laughs> and the same thing with Inception. So uh, uh, I I wanted to try to get a legendary booklet. So I think um, hopefully in the future, maybe what I'll do is on a Friday is I'll I'll spend my six or seven pounds and see how long it takes for us to actually hit one of the legendaries or the booklets. So. Mm. Um, you know, just just a little something fun there, depending on what set comes out. But you know, I was kind of like, okay, I get a break. I like Inception; that was great. Heritage event, and then it's, you know, Mystic. Ah, oh, skip that. But then it was like, well, I can have enough cards to trade for that, so that was a fun one there. <laughs> and then Inception I mean, uh, came out again, and I was like, oh, all right. So, <laughs> and then Tribute. I was like, well, what's left? Like, I, I think I've got all my favorite sets in about a, a span of a month. So I'm yeah, very curious. They've really, they've, they've really, really gone through you so far this year. <laughs> That's kind of fun. have, and the, there's going to be a Heritage uh, Series 2 coming out. I already said, you know, I was reading all the stuff about that there. So there'll yeah. be more of that. Whether it'll go as hard as not, probably not. No. Um, yeah. Um, Triple Thread yeah. still come. Oh, man. Don't, yeah. That's what I jam. But it's the same thing, you know. Uh, yeah, I've talked to a lot of collectors in the States, and they're like, well, why do you like Bunt so much? Like, it's on my phone. I don't have to worry about storing things. I don't have to try to do anything. Like, if I, you know, it's, it's a fraction of the cost, and I still get as much joy out of it as I would from opening a box. You know, look, so. listen, it's, again, everything in context, right? We opened up the show speaking about a box of cards that's coming out on Wednesday. That's $1,000 for two cards. So how on earth is it stupid to then go and like put, or we're talking about premium packs of NFTs that are like $150 a pack. And by comparison, we're talking about a 10 or a week maybe for like to be relatively high rolling in a, in a, in a, a mobile game. You know, again, it's 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 ever everything in 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 its place, right? It's, everything's comparable. Well, I'm not speaking very good tonight. 
No, for a difficult, yeah. for a difficulty. <laughs> everything in context. Thank you. That's everything in context. For. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like think... you know, I'm flirting with the idea of spending twenty seven hundred dollars on a case of tribute to get like fifty four cards or something. No, I can't do the maths in my head. But six, whatever yeah. six times eighteen is. Answers on a postcard. Uh, <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, that's that's maybe good value. But then you know, the idea of putting twenty quid in a, a a game on your phone just seems ridiculous. It's like. Does yeah, who's so, the fool? I, I, yeah. Maybe these dudes who are putting all this money in the bunk, they've got the right idea. It could be nice, yeah. I mean, and I, I think it's fun. I think it's a, it's a good way to get to collecting. And I was, I was telling my friends' kids the same thing play bunt. Like I said, if you like cards, you do the same thing, you get all the players you want, and uh, it won't cost you a thing unless you want to spend money. And so, yeah, so and you can, a, a, you can have a boatload of fun on it and not spend any money. I mean, I, mean, I think. I mean, we've both spent money on it now, but not gross, like less than less than a, a by far less than the cheapest box of baseball cards. Like I've put way less than thirty-five pounds into Bunt since I started I, playing I, it a year and a half ago. Like yep. you'd be lucky if I'm at a, oh, maybe over a tenner. But... I'm at twenty. Yeah. I'm at twenty quid there. So I, I know I oh, spent like go. a fiver last year. The Digicon event, there's eight quid, six quid for you know um, a what was it uh 87 and six quid for uh inception so i spent 20 quid with you know most of it coming in the last two weeks yeah it's <laughs> a dangerous person uh so yeah there you go i mean that's that's still way less like i said the cheap the cheapest box of uh baseball cards you can buy is about 35 pound for um uh, for a box of opening day so so there you go even like a, even a retail box you could get in the states, like the cheapest ones are probably fifteen bucks plus tax. So you're looking at like eighteen bucks. Uh, there you go. You're still below that threshold. Well, there you look, go. Look, so, yeah. look at the fun. Look at the enjoyment. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Maybe maybe these guys who buy bunt they're far more sensible than the dudes who go and drop a grand to get a shed long card and a DJ LeMahieu card. Yep, absolutely. So uh, I it was one of the really interesting thing is because I was trading so much, everyone was trying to pawn off their iconic Mariner cards. So I was, I was getting a lot of Evan White trades. I was getting a lot of Kyle Lewis <laughs> trades. <laughs> was picking like, up, picking uh, up all these scrubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and uh, funny enough, like I showed you the same thing. I picked up a shed long trade and I was trying to pick another iconic for somebody and they asked for something absolutely ridiculous. And I go, wow, you, you value shed long more than I do. And I like shed long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah, you get some, you get some cowboys on that app. I think it's it's pretty safe to say. Uh, one final piece of news uh, that I wanted to I wanted to bring up just before uh, we fi- we finish, but I'm going to have to quickly bring up my Instagram. Um, so I was perusing Facebook as I'm inclined to do uh, during a meeting today. Actually, shout out to my employer if you're listening. Uh, so yeah, in a in a meeting today where I wasn't required, my input was not required. So I found a UK seller who has uh I've got to look up uh one of one, so super fractor, Bobby Dalbeck rookie card from Tops Chrome, 2021 Tops Chrome Super Fractor, uh is in the UK. Who would have thought that? That is a massive card. Yeah, I know. I, I, 
uh, you know, who knows who these end up? I mean, that goes to the Wander Franco 101, you know, same idea. <laughs> Where everyone yeah. was just like, that should not end up in retail. So, you know, it ended up over here somehow. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's kind of a Walgreens box. There you go. Yeah, 21 Tops Chrome Baseball Hobby Box. Bobby Darbeck, one of one. It's in the UK, and the dude is, well, he put a thing on saying he was selling it. So I messaged him almost immediately and was like, Dude, <laughs> how much? Yeah, uh, because he listed it with a whole bunch of like other cards, like from different sports. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a cheeky wee bargain here. So I'm like, dude, how much? Uh, how much on the Dalbeck 101? And he's like, oh, I don't actually know if I want to sell it. And I'm like, what the? Like, ah. a, like, Did you put it in a sales post? Like, what are you doing? Are you just trying to like? I don't know. So I don't know what he's up to. I don't know if I don't think I actually wants to sell it. But if if you're a serious buyer for the Bobby Dalbeck Superfractor. From 2021 Tops Chrome, uh, yeah, give me a shout. I'll put you in touch with the guy. Maybe, maybe if we bully him enough, he might actually consider selling it. But apparently, he's on too much of a cold streak right just now, right now. So he doesn't want. So he, don't, he doesn't think he'll get the best price for it. It's like people want Dalbeck cars, man. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, well, yeah, yeah, people always be like that. Like I said, you know, hot street, cold street. It doesn't matter. Like you know, obviously doesn't matter. Yeah, a, a, a few, yeah. a few more, a few more dollars. You wait till he's doing well or hits a game winning or home run. And everyone's interested, in and it does spike, and then it goes drop back in three days later. So you know, yeah, you exactly, gotta come up yeah. the price and go. This is the price I'm gonna sell it at. That's what I'm asking. You know, yeah. how much? How much is it gonna swing? 10, 20 pounds at the most. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like, it's like baseball cards aren't affected by by spikes in performance the same as uh, like basketball or, or nfl cards are like they're they like there are peaks and troughs obviously but they're not as they're not as feverish as uh, as nfl cards or, or nba cards are it's like like you say the the plus minus is a lot lower compared to those sports so i think he would do pretty well selling right now people are still really high on dalbeck um and like you say how much is he really leaving on the table you know, if if, if if the discussion's between a thousand pound and eleven hundred pound, it's like, well, like I'd still rather, I'd still rather have a thousand pound now than maybe wait six months and get and get eleven hundred pound. You know what I mean? It's like just if you're not if you're not that interested in collecting it, then sell yep. it, just get shot of it. So there you go, the Dalbeck Superfractor One One from Twenty Twenty One Top Scrum is in the UK, uh, and you can search it on Instagram. Just search that up on Instagram; it'll probably come up. Or, uh, yeah, drop me a thing at Shoutout Cars or get in touch with Team Tops. Uh, I'll put you in touch with a guy who's got it if you really want the Bobby Dalbeck Superfractor. Yeah. And there we go. That's a fine way to round out this week's show, I think. It is. And time for what everyone's been waiting for, the big prize. Well, yeah, we've got to do the draws. So we'll bring, let's bring some color to the to the draws. We made everybody listen to our insane rambling for an hour and seven minutes. And now we can do the draws. <clears throat> so yeah, so during Top's uh, bunt, the recent Heritage event, uh, Jason coordinated in our Facebook group. Uh, so yeah, if you're in the UK or Europe and you enjoy playing Top's bunt, search us up on Facebook. Uh, I although I can't remember what the group's called. That was a really good advertisement. Uh, top, <laughs> Top's Tops. bunt UK or something, I think will find us. Um, so yeah, between the group of us, we managed to get, correct me if I'm wrong, 39 Iconics? So 40 in total, so it was 35 40. for Otani and five for the Brooks Robinson. There we go. So, yeah, 35 iconic cards between the group to get the 
uh, Otani award card, which is the one that we're going to do the random drawing for now. I think just uh, just before going to the press on uh, just before the start of the show, I think the print run on this is thirty nine. Is that right? Thirty nine people have completed the whole iconic set. Thirty nine. So there you go. Considering uh, so how many people are uh, yeah, because I said I, I looked. So before the crafting event started, I looked to see how many of you know the cards I had in my stock because I had you know fifty of everything, um, and I think it was around one hundred fifty thousand of each of the uncommons. Um, plus, uh, I think it's under one hundred thousand now. But so you, you think a lot of people are playing? There, there was a lot of people <laughs> playing this event. Yeah, and there we go. We've got uh, a one of thirty nine on offer here. Uh, so this list in front of us are the the thirty five the thirty five cards and the people who donated the cards to the pot. So we're going to run a random. And we'll use the same rules as we do when we do the randoms uh, over on Shadowy Cards. So we'll roll two dice to get the number of rounds we're going to go. It needs to be five or higher, and then we'll go. So if we roll four, we'll be rolling again until we get a number that's five or higher. No controversy because we're straight in with nine. So whoever's on the top, we've got Richard on top right now. Uh, whoever's on top after this will be the recipient of the Atani Award card. So good luck, everybody. And, and, and you build the build up the tension here. Build the tension. Da, 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 da. There you go. There's some non-copyright music. Oh, we can stop here. Uh, oh my days. Look who won it. <laughs> it is me. Wow. It wasn't Congratulations to my co-host. <laughs> the host. Now, to be fair, I, I did have like nine cards in there or something like that. So it wasn't that many. But yeah. yeah I had a so there we go. So uh, Jason, uh, Jason takes the first one. And if you lose the second one, you're going to be pretty sick as well, right? Because you've got four of the five cards. Four of the five, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I spent a lot of time crafting this event and trading away. <laughs> and, right, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction. Jason wins. I think, yeah, I think a Jason is going to win. You're correct, yeah. You're right, yeah. yeah. So, so Jason's going to win now. Yeah, so same rules then, two dice, minimum of five rounds. So this is a four, so we're going to go again. Do we need to find that five or better? Oh, we've got three. I have never had this happen. Five, we're going to go the minimum, that's fine. All right, good luck, Jason and Jason. <laughs> Jason's going to win. <laughs> Well, let's say you, you've got two less trades to do, so you've managed there to pick up both of the uh, both of the award cards. So there you go. So when you're trading everybody's cards back, you can keep those two. Uh, so there you go. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for winning. You know, was, that's why I wanted you to do the draw because if I had done the draw and I'd won, I, it would have been rigged. So at least. Mm. Got a draw. You, you weren't involved with it, and uh, I was going to yeah. say for context, as we, as we've already discussed, I hit precisely zero iconics throughout that whole thing. So yeah, I had no skin in the game, um, and you can see it, it's running off of the uh, the uh, the shout cards account and stuff. So yeah, no shenanigans at all. Well, so, there you go. Congratulations uh, to my co-host. Everyone co else has yes. been sick. I can yeah, imagine exactly. they're already <laughs> pasting it's a fix on Facebook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm screwed. I, if I suggest another event, no one's going to do it now. So. <laughs> I won't be but allowed you know, to do the draws anymore. 
Uh, but you know what? It was actually really nice to see that group come together and everyone was pulling together and pulling and doing the trades. And it was a lot of fun that way. And I'm really kind of hoping maybe we can do the same thing with every weekly card event and go, right, okay, let's let's try to put together a, a super rare set and then run a draw for the winning card each week because it was a lot of fun. I did have a lot of fun trading in my way to uh, the card. So um, maybe... We'll see. Maybe somebody else, you know, wants to do it there. So uh, there, there are some the big hitters in the group. Uh, I, I like to say I'm a small fry, uh, and uh, you, you know, everyone had a chance. And yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> I really feel guilty about this one. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get over it. <laughs> and just wait till right, stop. Sweet. 39 count card. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what a way to end the show. Uh, so if Jason's not been murdered by the rest of the Bunt community by next week, uh, we will be back next Monday, a little bit after 9 o'clock, uh, for next week's episode of Team Talks. Um, this week's episode will be available as a podcast from Wednesday uh, at 9 p.m. on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get those podcasts. You can yeah, you can listen to us there. Until next week, thank you, Jason. Yep, thank you. Uh, I'll... I feel bad. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> see how I feel next week. But yes, uh, so thanks for everyone that tuned in. And uh, yeah, you can uh, send pitchforks my way. <laughs> but I promise you, I'll hit the cards back to you tonight. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go and spend the rest of the night winding up the bunt group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, guys, hey, everyone have a good week. We'll see you next week. And uh, yeah, we'll hopefully have some guests lined up for the, um, that we've been chatting to and get them on the show. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, or we'll do some more bunt giveaways. All right, all right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next Monday, 9 p.m. Until then, please stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you soon.